it is the actual true circular and I know it might be a little early uh, for everybody to understand, but I am hopeful that it's being picked up. How was our guest today able to create a technology to be able to close the loop in our production and disposal of clothing? What does it take to come up with a disruptive idea for sustainability and bring that to life? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me there at Kamea Shane. I'll be sharing more of my ongoing learning lessons, inspirations, resources, and reminders for us to recenter because we need to be in our best health to support this movement. I look forward to connecting there. And now to our episode, let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Our guest today is the CEO and founder of Awesome Brand and Awesome Techs, which is disrupting the fashion industry with its patent-pending upcycled yarns made from discarded clothing. So basically, when we used to recycle our clothes, they usually would end up being downcycled into things of lesser quality like carpet backing or insulation. But what our guest has done is make it possible for us to recycle used clothes back into high-quality yarn that can then be made into new clothes again. So this really closes the loop instead of having our clothing's life cycle be linear. I'm so excited about what she's doing, and yeah, you'll just have to hear directly from her. Green Dreamer, starting with what inspired her passion for nature, here's Patricia Ermeccio. Well, I grew up uh, in South America, um, surrounded by nature, uh, with uh, a father that, that loved uh, being outdoors. So I, I grew up uh, among horses and, uh, you know, the South American uh, jungle environment, uh, pretty much, um, you know, going on 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 trips every weekend and being really wild, uh, I would say. So I think it's a natural thing for me to feel, uh, the love for this earth, um, more than anything that, uh, was developed mm, on the latest years. I think I, I, I actually developed it very early when I was a baby. Yeah. So that, that would be my, my answer for that. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun childhood, though. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm, of course it was. I am very grateful to have uh, to have been, you know, grown in on that in, in Venezuela. I grew up in uh, in Caracas, Venezuela. It's uh, and on the on the golden years. Uh, now, sadly, it's going through a very bad time. But but I, I grew up when the country was very healthy. And, uh, and that was, uh, that was uh, translated on, on my experience in this life. So I was constantly, you know, on the beach, uh, very wild, like I say, surrounded by animals, love animals. I am absolute animal lover. And even though we, we belong to the uh, animal world because we are mammals, I actually kind of love more the other mammals, <laughs> not so much. You know, I am totally in love with our other, um, the other species. So I actually uh, protect them a lot. We are part of a 
Conservation International, and we have collaborated with them uh, in Africa to protect uh, elephants and rhinos mm. from pouchers. So that's one thing I'm, we are very, very proud about. We are part of uh, 1% for the planet. So even though we are doing something really, um, you know, mechanical and that is perceived as something very industrial, all comes from our love for the environment and, you know, and the earth. For yeah. sure. So what got you into the world of sustainable fashion? The whole mission of uh, recycling textiles and, and clothing started uh, because um, growing again on on a country where scarcity was uh, a common thing to see. And then moving to the States, I noticed a very unbalanced situation between the two countries. So um, with two friends and I wanted to just collect some clothing, excess clothing from the States and take it to South America to kind of help communities in need of some affordable to wear. My mission was just to go to warehouses uh, here in the States where people collect used clothing and make sure that we got some containers uh, full of clothing to ship to these countries, to these communities. So uh, in the process of doing that, I noticed that a lot of the clothing was uh, thrown uh, to another a big container. And when I asked the question, where was that, that clothing going, they told me to the trash. And I was like, what? You know, like when you have those answers that doesn't make sense and you're like, no, 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 why, why? I'm, I'm not accepting that answer just like that. So I was like, why? And they said that the clothing was extra large and uh, people from, you know, Central America or South America was smaller and therefore they were not going to be able to use it. And I thought to myself, it's probably another way or something else that we could do with that, that, you know, and not, not send it to the landfill. So uh, at that moment, I kind of felt a spark, you know, a mission, something just struck me, my heart, my, my head. It was like, boom, you need to do something about this. And that's where the mission started. And uh, we just started research, researching about what to do, you know, and with this idea of shredding it and converting it back to yarn, which I was told it was going to be impossible many times, many, many times by the, by the most, um, you know, experienced uh, textile engineers. They told me, hey, Patty, I mean, you are probably going to be able to do non-woven materials out of your recycled clothing, but never yarn. Yarn, it's going to be too weak. It's going to break. It's not going to work. So I was kind of disappointed at the beginning, but hopeful at the same time, because uh, we were going to be able to do something at least about it. So um, we did. First of all, we traveled the world and, and looking for a machine that was capable of doing that. Uh, we found it and uh, we're making non-wovens. Uh, so carpet underlays, uh, mattress cushioning, mattress pads, insulation. But something was like quite not there for me. So by myself, I decided independently to start pushing for something else, you know, for pushing for the yarn, pushing for that thing that I knew it was going to change the world. And being a girl, probably that I knew I was going to be able to carry it better than a carpet 
mattress pad or carpet <laughs> underlay, you know, because when I went to, I try to want to go to fairs and conferences uh, about green building and the guys look at me like, oh, you're so cute. You're trying to make insulation for construction. Uh. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, and I remember one time looking at uh, one of the guy faces and say, I know what you're, what you're thinking. And the guy said, yeah, what am I thinking? You're thinking that I'm making this insulation on my pink kitchen in my house. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I said that. And, and, and you're, you're not understanding what I'm saying right now to you because this just doesn't make sense to you that I do this. And he's like, to tell you the truth, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Uh. And I was like, you know what? Mm. You know, I, this, this might not be it. So I, I just pursued my crazy idea of taking the fiber to another level, found another crazy guy that believed a really good yarn uh, that I have now and uh, that believed in me. So uh, we made it. I mean, uh, it's here. Uh, now we can make uh, clothing from clothing. It is possible. We don't use any dyes or water or chemicals. It is absolutely world-changing because we don't need to keep exploding the the earth from uh, all these um, virgin resources like cotton, and we don't need water to make this, and we don't need dyes to make this, so therefore the oceans and the rivers are not going to get contaminated by it. So if you, if you, it is, sometimes it's so amazing that people cannot understand Yeah. I want to go back a little bit. So we do already have fabric recycling facilities in place. So what is um, Awesome Text doing differently than traditional ways we've been recycling textiles? Does it go back to what you're talking about in terms of how currently we're just recycling textiles into things that are like for carpet backing and things that are more for construction? Yeah, the main main difference and the most important uh, difference between what has what has been done uh, in the past with textile waste is that people has have been using um, uh, knit clips, what they or post industrial, which comes from the fabric. It's post industrial, meaning it it is it has not been used. It is not clothing yet. They are just pieces of fabric that uh, are left from the cutting facilities that will make clothing what we do and we are the only ones doing it is that we recycle the actual piece of clothing with buttons and zippers and put it all inside the machine we we, we created or i created mm-hmm. and these all this mix of clothing goes inside the machine and gets shredded and converted back into fiber mm. so that is the most i would say impactful and and the most different from what other people have been making and people that w- that have been just say, or sometimes you hear they say post consumer well they are only taking denim but not putting the entire gene inside the machine does it matter that it's like natural fibers versus synthetic fibers that you're putting into the machine or does it grind up everything together it grinds everything together that is another another um, positive side of it, uh, as I see it, uh, because sorting, we can do sorting, 
we can sort, you know, by color or material. But uh, what I wanted to uh, try was to push this to the max by mixing everything without sorting it and just saying and just, you know, creating a way to make a yarn that is so practical and, and, and doesn't have this and that, because as you, as, as, as soon as you start trying things complicated, everybody will be like, ah, too complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you make things easy, easy and fast, uh, people will start to, 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 to use it more. So I wanted to make it fast and accessible by, by mixing, by mixing it all and, and not having any complications. And that's why the yarn, it's gray. And if you see, if you see it up, up, up close, you'll see the pieces of clothing, like in a very, very tiny way, which is, which is why everything is, is inspired by the universe because it looks like a galaxy. So wow. we are Love calling, I, we are calling everything after a planet or a galaxy or everything that we do has a name of a planet or mm-hmm. because we are very focused on the fact that we are all one and that's the mission that the color and the fabric uh, takes with it. Yeah. And would this be considered indefinitely recyclable? So if someone were to make a shirt out of this upcycled yarn and they want to throw this shirt away, can that be grinded up again to be made into more yarn? Yes. Yes, it is. It is the, uh, it is like the natural, uh, like natural cycle of life. Um, it could be grinded over and over again because we will always mix it with uh, something virgin that it's coming into the, into the pile. Uh, virgin meaning, meaning new used clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mean the nature of the fiber will always regenerate uh, just like any, any, anything that happens in, in a natural world. That sounds amazing. It's totally yeah. circular. It is totally, it is the actual true circular. And I know it might be a little early, uh, for everybody to understand, but I am hopeful that it's being picked up by more people as they actually feel affected for some reason, mm-hmm. because people apparently needs to feel any kind of problem uh, in the in their lives, like they need to have either oh their their house, uh, their vacation home got flooded, or 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 some or, or burned, or you know by by something that happened, and then they will be they will feel like hurt, uh, and they will do something about you know the 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 to change what's happening. So more people and more people, it's being affected in any way by, by the changes in the climate. So that's, that's something that, that, uh, it's making people to, to be more conscious about their choices and to try to understand because Mm -hmm. people sometimes don't even try to understand what we're doing. For sure. And so for you, once you had this technology and it was ready, you've proven that it works. What was your biggest challenge building your brand presence and letting people know that what you do exists? I think the biggest challenge for us has been uh, to raise uh, to raise funds. For some reason, people still feel, you know, un- uncomfortable uh, by the fact that we use machines to do this process. And uh, being on a world that everything is done 
by an app, you know, and we cannot shred clothing with an app. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's the only way that I've see, that I see it. Uh, we, we need an actual machine, you know, to shred the clothing and to actually make the yarn and, and the whole thing. Uh, I, my biggest challenge has been definitely to find an investor to keep growing, um, the mission and, um, put more machines that we need because one, it's definitely not enough. We need a lot more and it's necessary. Thank God, you know, more and more uh, people it's, it's, it's getting interested and more open to it, but that has been by far the biggest challenge. Yeah. And so what do you think has been most effective as of now in trying to get people interested and on board with what you're doing? The most effective thing uh, uh, for me have been uh, to be out there. I've been out there quite a lot and just I, I haven't stopped independently if we have money or not i've used all my personal savings and uh, personal loans uh, to keep pushing for this mission so being out there and collaborating with big brands like stella definitely have been quite of a good positive outcome and and that would be when when other people see big fashion brands or 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 other um organizations like conservation international um they they are supporting us uh they tend to be a lot more interested so i will say collaborations yeah so just constantly putting yourself out there oh yeah oh yeah and being super uh constant constant and believe that this is something that we need even though I am not the best communicator in the world, I wish I, I had like better skills to, to communicate or, or more time to uh, learn more how to do it. I am more of an, an introspective uh, person yeah. than, than an outspoken person. So what keeps you going? What gives you the courage to keep putting yourself out there? It is a mission. It is a mission. I, was, I signed up for it. Even though sometimes I've been in, in moments that I've been just like exhausted and I've been wanting to, to just quit and like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to die, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and something happens next morning or next hour that would be like a, an extreme push of energy, either a call or an email of a person or a presence or, or a, a sign or a sign from, from nature. Something always happens that it's like you're not giving up. Mm. So it is more of a magical, energetical, uh, universal push than uh, that it's bigger than myself. Yeah, it feels like a deeper purpose for you. Uh-huh. And, and I've also noticed that for people, um, in this world, people tend to be depressed all the time just because they are comparing themselves on Instagram with other, with other people, the achievements of, of other people, or they are, or they are just discouraged by their jobs. And since I am living off grade on a farm, uh, in nature, um, with really bad internet connection 
so I cannot be all the time, you know, on Instagram and, and doing all those things. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that, um, purpose would be the one thing that will go uh, positive and, uh, most hopeful for, for living in a world where everything is kind of changing constantly and, um, not, not in the best directions, you know, that we would like to see, yeah. um, especially with the climate uh, situation and all the bad news. I don't even have a TV. Mm. So that helps <laughs> that, yes, that helps a lot because I, I don't see, I don't know about the news. And, and if you are like eating somewhere that they're playing the news and you see the amount of activity that it's coming out of there and on a daily basis and, and people it's exposed to that in their homes all the time, you know, and that creates a, an, an environment of, of negativity and and really really low energy um you know vibe and i i've been just trying to keep myself protected from all of that pretty much in like a bubble mm -hmm. right of of nature so i can just you know keep pushing for this keep pushing for this because i'm constantly inspired by it yeah because i i live in it yeah you're very wary that Uh, in order for you to do your best work, you have to be very intentional about where you're spending your energy and attention on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% expending it on this. I don't do anything else in my life that is not related to this. It doesn't feel like a, I'm, I'm working. It's just like a conviction and a, and a lifestyle for me. So yeah. I am grateful for the sun. Because it gives it gives me every day give me the energy that I need to turn off the lights and cook and take a shower and uh, I feel like it I am I need to do something in return all the time. So earlier you mentioned uh, the Fashion Tech Lab in 2017, which was hosted by Estella McCartney and Miroslava Duva. Uh, your company, mm -hmm. Awesome Techs, was featured as one of seven disruptive technologies in the fashion industry. In what ways do you think? Uh, this is considered disruptive? Well, people use that word a lot. I've never been sure the exact meaning, you know, and they, they kind of love to use the word mm -hmm. disruptive. You know, it, it's, it has like a sound. I don't know what it is. It's like a ooh, life changing. Uh -huh. Yeah, I do. I do believe it's totally disruptive. Imagine we could we could stop completely using virgin resources to, cotton polyester that it's you know polyester comes from oil so we could totally stop with the amount of waste that we have available we could totally stop using virgin resources to make clothing mm -hmm. we can just use this uh this yarn to to make and we can do colors as well if we do sorting it doesn't have to be gray you know we can do material uh, sorting as well So it is disruptive in that sense, if that's the meaning of the word. Yeah. Well, in a world where we have a lot of issues to solve, um, I feel like we do need to disrupt the ways we've been doing things because they've led us to all of these issues that we face today. So what's your top advice to someone with an idea for something that no one else has ever done before, but uh, this person's just getting started? Well, first of all, uh, one thing that helped me a lot was to just get out of the system. 
you cannot pursue a disruptive idea by being part of the system, meaning having a regular job with regular and regular bills and re the regular stress of, of this life. So I, the first thing I did was to say, it was that I, I moved from the regular comforts of our regular life from a regular home to a home that it's off grid. Like I said, 200 square feet. Yes, it is super small, but it's amazing and it's functional. And I'm living from, from earth and I do not have any bills. Mm -hmm. I do not, I, I do, that's the only way you can pursue because you're going to have to have a lot of patience, mm -hmm. a lot of patience. Nothing is going to come fast. Usually it's going to come a lot slower than you need or want. And, uh, if you are, if you add to that a stress of a uh, monthly, bill from your rent or your electricity bill or your water bill, you'll be completely overwhelmed and you will go back to what you had before and just, you will just not make it, you know, in time for your, for your dream to be alive because it does take a lot of time. I've been doing this for seven years mm. and, and we are not there yet, but, yeah. um, just tr start Start trying to change your your regular habits and your your regular lifestyle in the way in a way that you have more peace of mind, so you can achieve your dream with no stress. Because if you feel the stress, you will probably uh, you're probably are going to have to go for you know for the extreme measures of finding another job that is going to take a lot of time from you, a lot of energy and. It's going to either take more time for you to achieve your dream or you're going to end up not, not doing it because you're super tired, right? Mm -hmm. Like everybody has a limit, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, even though I am in a situation that it's not, you know, like the idea situation, meaning, yes, I am going to keep continue uh, to leave the house off grid, but I would like to have a, maybe a, a bigger house. Right. Living the same way, but just with a little bit more space. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's a challenge that I have every day. And it's, it's a sacrifice that I've chosen, uh, to, to take, uh, this mission forward. So people need to choose their, their sacrifices wisely in order to achieve their dreams. For sure. And in the bigger picture, what do you think we need most today to accelerate towards a thriving planet? it would be purchasing choices, uh, the purchasing choices that we make every day. It's nothing more powerful than, um, than that. You go out of your house and you're immediately buying something, something to eat. Uh, so be, be careful of what you buy when you, what you eat. I, I haven't eat, uh, red meat from, from cows beef for 10 years and not because of, of what it's happening is just because I never liked it. After some years, I noticed it's one of the most also polluters uh, in the planet. So I feel very good about that. So just make sure of everything that you're putting your money towards to it's supporting earth. It's supporting a sustainable lifestyle, supporting sustainable brands, it's supporting people that is trying to make the, uh, the right thing for, for, for the earth. 
and and for you because everything starts from you from from where what you're doing and what you're putting in your mouth and what you're putting in your heart and and in your spirit yeah well what's an upcoming project for you that we can look forward to and support i would love to share <laughs> the upcoming project that we have but uh I think the brand that I'm working with uh, will take care of everybody knowing that that we're doing this. So I'm I I wish I could say uh, something about it, but I, it's super confidential because it's a big surprise. I am I am grateful, and we lately supported a, an organization in, in Hawaii cleaning up a beach, and I am very into starting collaborations of this kind. I see awesome texts as a recycler of everything. We started with textiles, but if we can evolve or collaborate in any way to keep cleaning the planet of all the trash available, including plastic, we will. So, the, you know, that's that's um, that's what I can say about that. Yeah. So where can we go to follow your work online and on social media so we can learn about this mysterious project you have coming? <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Awesome Text, O-S-O-M-T-E-X, on Instagram. And uh, I usually uh, have some time to, to post. Um, this project is intended to be out... Um, at the end of the year meaning last quarter so we are pushing very hard for it we have been working on it for two years it'll be very very impactful for the world and uh, let's see what you guys think about it when it comes out Before we go into our final five, I wanted to let you know, we recently confirmed that we'll be giving away a compostable smartphone case to three randomly selected subscribers to our newsletters. These cases will be from Pila Case. The founder actually shared his expertise on Green Dreamer podcast back in episode 19. And I personally have been using Pila Case on my phone for more than three years, and I don't foresee needing to change it anytime soon. So I love it. I think you'll too. Make sure to sign up at Green Dreamer com with your email so I can let you know if you've won. Besides that, you'll also receive weekly Sunday emails from me with highlights from the podcast. I hope to catch you there. And for now to our final five, let's power through. What's one publication or social media account you follow for inspiration? The Leo DiCaprio uh, Foundation and Conservation International Fashion Revolution and Eco H, Eco Alf, in all people that I I have the pleasure to kind of uh, work with, and uh, I have I've not I, have, I haven't had the pleasure to work to work with the Leo DiCaprio Foundation yet, but I'm related to the Gusto family, and um, very very uh, uh, we have worked with Conservation International and Fashion Revolution and Eco Alf. Mm-hmm. What's something you do for uh, your health, either daily or weekly? I eat super clean. Um, we, like I said, we live on a farm, so um, we had the pleasure to plant our own food. And uh, I don't have too much time to exercise, but I do a bit of yoga, so that helps. What's one simple action we can take for our planet's health this week? Make sure that you that you are supporting the right brands when you when you make a purchase. Thankfully, we you know it's a lot of 
uh, information out there by now that you can start, um, you know, getting better and better. It's, it's a learning curve. For sure. What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired? I do not tell anything to myself. I just have a very strong feeling of conviction yeah. in, in this mission. So I don't need to actually say anything to myself every day. Uh, what makes you most hopeful for a planet right now? The, the trend of, of saving the planet is becoming a thing. That makes me very hopeful to see, you know, just regular people picking up all the time in anything that, that they, that they want to focus on, that they were not actually putting any attention, either the way they're eating, the, the things they are purchasing, the fashion, the fashion part, the plastic part, some way, somehow it is actually working. Mm -hmm. So I see it more and more every day, just in, in regular people that have, were very, very disconnected. And now they are either writing me, asking me questions and they're like, Oh, really? What can I do to be better? Why can I, you know, and then people like they were really like in another world, right? Like they were never ever connected to feeling, um, conscious about the problems that we're facing. So that is making me very hopeful. Mm -hmm. And what final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? Keep dreaming, uh, keep, keep dreaming big, uh, believe in yourself, be in nature as much as, mu as much as possible, try to feel love and compassion. And uh, actually empathy is very important. So be empathic with people with your surroundings, and have this strong feeling inside you that it will happen if you believe in it. Just believe in you, believe in the mission, believe in yourself. And, and let's all create this massive vision of a beautiful planet where, where everybody is working for a more, a most more sustainable and uh, eco-friendly lifestyle. Believe in yourself. Green Dreamer, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find the two tweetable key takeaways from this interview, as well as links and resources at greendreamer.com slash 64. You can reach me with feedback on how I can improve the show for you through the website's contact page. And again, you can follow me on Instagram at Kamea Shane. And finally, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.